What's up everybody, Alex here, and before I get started, I want to just remind everyone to check out the website mycosmicjourney.com. Mycosmicjourney.com is my blog and main website for you guys to stay up to date on everything that's going on with me, including a chance for you to purchase any of my artwork or photographs, and pretty soon I have some other stuff coming up that you're going to want to be a part of. I am working on a deal that's going to allow me to throw some stuff up on my store that anyone who is an athlete, whether it's jiu-jitsu, MMA, or any type of athletic endeavor is going to be great for you as far as recovery and anti-inflammatory and all the other extra stuff that I'll get into later on. But in the meantime, make sure you go check out the website so you don't miss your chance once everything goes up. Also, let me remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Chocoloha, makers of such awesome stuff as the Chocoloha Pop Socket that I use on my phone on a regular basis, which I used to be kind of whatever about until I got one and I'm in love with the freaking thing. So be sure you guys go and pick one up for yourself. Just use the promo code Jujitsu Radio at the checkout and you'll get 20 percent off your entire order not 10 but 20 so see you had some cool stuff and you get to save some money you're welcome check out chocoloha.com pick yourself up a rash guard and a pop socket tell them i sent you who loves you also don't forget to check out jujitsu soap company jujitsu soapco.com use the promo code jj radio and you'll get 10 percent off your entire order Pick up some salve, so for all the little mat burns and little bumps and bruises that you get, that's going to help you heal up pretty good. And uh, you're also going to want to pick up a couple of bars of soap for your sinky self. You guys smell. I'm just letting you know now. Everybody's afraid to tell you, but your daddy Alex isn't. You stink. Go clean yourself up. Go to jujitsusoapco.com. Pick yourself up some bars. I think they got a good deal going on right now for... Um, I think you get something like five bars for like 15 bucks, something like that, which is a, a huge discount already to begin with. Throw my code on top of that, you get an extra 10% off. Again, you're welcome. So I want to thank the, the sponsors. I also want to take a couple of minutes to, uh, to uh, kind of thank um, Giraffe Choke. They uh, tossed me some, uh, some cool new gear uh, the other day. They don't sponsor the podcast, but they're some good friends of mine. I definitely urge you guys to check them out. They got some cool stuff for uh, for Muay Thai and for Jiu Jitsu. I got a, a kind of dope hat, flying knee hat. It's actually pretty cool. Everyone keeps on asking me about it. So go check them out. Check out Draft Choke. Thank you very much for all the support. Also, on this podcast, I talk about them, but I want to remind you guys to check out Novagenics if you're in the area. And even if you're not and you want to get some more information about things like PRP or testosterone replacement therapy and and the things of that nature, check out their website. They are constantly posting up all sorts of data and um, and articles on the benefits of PRP and TRT and uh, and all the other services that they offer. So even if they can't hook you up because you're not in the area, you can still get some information from them. And they are a big supporter of the podcast. Uh, so be sure to check them out. Don't forget, if you like the podcast, please like 
hit the like button if you're uh, looking at it or on YouTube or listening to it on SoundCloud. Throw in a review. If you got a couple of minutes, man, it actually means a lot to me if you guys can go in and drop a review on iTunes. It uh, it just kind of helps spread the word even more, and it lets me know how you guys feel about the podcast. Um, the cool part is this podcast is also available on Google Play now. So if that's easier for you, that's another way for you guys to tune into the podcast. Now, let's get things rolling. Back on the podcast is my good friend, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, MMA fighter, Herbert Burns. Uh, I haven't been able to uh, to hang out with Herbert too much lately, so it was cool to, to hang out with him and catch up and see what he's been up to. Um, you know, obviously we talk about it on the podcast, but him preparing for his fight to win um, tournament or I guess fight, you could say later on in the month is uh, pretty exciting. I'm hoping I get a chance to actually photograph the event. So again, like I said, if you follow me on mycosmicjourney.com, you'll get to see some of the photos. I always post a few sneak peeks on my Instagram at Sonder Marketing. So yeah, lots of crazy stuff going on. But without any further ado, my good friend, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, Herbert Burns. You can't neba. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing. Wheel of dealing. Limousine right. Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators up. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Back one more again is my good friend, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, MMA fighter, Herbert Burns. What up, Alex? Good, what af- up? good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to be back. Glad yeah. to be back. You're, like, you're back to being busy is what it is. Yes, finally. So so what do you got going on? Give me, give me the update. You have a Jiu-Jitsu match this Saturday. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, Olympus Invitational. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-man absolute tournament in Jacksonville. <laughs> you ready for that drive? Uh, the drive should be the worst part of all. Wait, who's driving? Uh, Blake. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I, have a, I have my cameraman coming for me. Yeah, oh, it's not me. I'm mm. offended. No, you're not offended. I don't have <laughs> the resource to hire you. Because I've ever charged you before. So you want to come? I can. Oh, I can't now. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, come on. <laughs> uh, well, no, I got the. I got a fight actually Saturday. I got to photograph the the Shogun fight. See. Uh, well, that's because you didn't ask me first. No, I mean, if I'm stuck here waiting for you, it would take forever. <laughs> no. And then you got fight to win I at the end of the month. fight to win against Ricky Simoglia, 160, no gi. Oh, you find that 160? 160. How much are you winning now? More than 160. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> not going to give you all the tips, but yeah, more than 160. <laughs> That's like what I always like make fun of Gilbert about. It's like, how much are you walking around at now? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> um, no, more than one six. I'm excited. Good to be busy again. Yeah. Like uh, my manager and I, we are busy also. We hopefully to announce the MMA fighting for end of April or May. But I think we're going to double announce fights and fights. That's awesome. So let's see. Let's see. I want to do. Can my goal is to have a 
two fights to August. Two so, fights. To but August. can you say what organization? Gonna be local organization. I want to fight oh, nice. here. He's somewhere here in Florida. Yes, I can finally go watch you fight. Yes. Um, don't need to go all all, all <laughs> over the world. <laughs> I don't have to go all the way to to, to Asia, huh? To, was it <laughs> the China, Philippines? The Philippines. To what was the last fight? The one FC fight. Macau. 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 Yeah, that's right. Man, you guys had the worst flight back. The on flight that one. was horrible. They didn't treat me nice. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you see, you see. Um, like Gary Tonin is gonna have his fight. Yeah, gonna finally. fight a Filipino cane. And then, <laughs> and then you and I have had the conversation before about Ben Askren, but now people are talking about Ben Askren versus GSP. I already, I, I, I trained very long time for Ben Askren. He's a nice guy, very yeah. fun guy, but very smart person. So he like he makes like his image. Yeah. On the, on the, I mean. On the, online right so he can like sell his image that's yeah. what he does like he he's, he's he talk trash he's a smart guy i'm he's not really a big smart. fan of his but i respect him for for his ability and but stuff. i think uh against gsp is a very tough match for his style i just because i see three aspects of fighting striking yeah wrestling, wrestling. and grappling yeah like He's worse than GSP <coughs> on the striking, okay. definitely. Yeah. On the grappling area, they're evenly. Oh, you think so? But GSP uses ground and pound more than he does. It's a different style of yeah. ground and pound. And the wrestling, he has an edge, but two and ones to GSP. So. Yeah. So, do you, I mean, that's pretty crazy, though, to think that GSP is a little bit better at wrestling. No, no, wrestling, on the grappling. On the grappling, okay. Even then, like, that he's a little bit better at grappling than No, he has way more submissions. He tries submission. Ben Askren doesn't try submissions yeah, anymore. He just tries to wrist right yeah. and ground and pound. Wrist right and ground and pound. But his ground and pound is like, it's a different style. GSP, he takes you down. He jabs, stay on the outside like TriStar Fighter. Typical TriStar Fighter. Stay on the outside. Yeah. And then long range punches and kicks, and then he takes you down. He usually lands on the close guard the way he takes you down. But do and you then he stand up and ground and pound, ground right. and pound, ground and pound, ground and pound. Head control. If he goes half guard, the same thing. But he when he gets from half to side control, he's always trying to submit. But do you think that GSP's anti wrestling? is going to be better than Ben Askren's ability of taking him down. Like, he's going to be able to, to sprawl out and block the takedown better than Ben Askren can actually take him down. The thing is that Ben Askren striking won't help him much against GSP. And GSP yeah, well, that's knows what I'm He fought wrestlers very good. I don't think they were at the same level as... Like, John Hanks a good wrestler. You can put... Uh, what's the... The guy... Josh Koshak yeah. is a good wrestler. John Fitz is a good wrestler. Like, GSP beat all these, those guys. Yeah. But and, like, they have a strike also. Yeah. Like, if it, he connects, like, the hardest fight of Ben Askren was, again, Luis Sapo. The fight didn't finish. What about Diego Lima? Because he fought Diego Lima, too. But that was a long ago. It's a different yeah. Ben Askren now. Yeah, that's true. Hey, so like I'm not gonna. I try to consider like your last like five fights. After that, you're always different. You're always right. Improving. But see, like this is the one that like you and I talked about before. Because when I sat there and I just looked down the list of all of Ben Askren's fights, every person that he's fought 
That was his first fight in like months. But his opponent, that was like either their third or fourth fight. Indeed. In no, in like the same amount of months, or like they would fight every two months. Yeah, he he doesn't fight as often because one of C doesn't have a, right. didn't have a lot of opponents. But it was a tournament. Like even then, like when he was doing the tournament, like that's that's my only drawback is that like I think he's really good, but I don't think he's ever had anyone that. I think maybe once he had someone that was fresh and they just weren't anywhere near his ability. Yes. So let's say. I mean, this is just hypothetical. I don't think he's actually going to get the GSP fight. They're I don't think so, true. They're probably going to give it to Connor before they give it to GSP. No, wh why they would give to him? There's no point. Well, Dana White doesn't even like Ben Askren. No, no, no. Why they would... Like, it's a hypothetical fight, for sure. And yeah. I think it would be hypothetical forever. Ne never going to happen. What's the UFC? How? Why? They would why bring they Ben Askren. Oh, but, I mean, look at the decisions that they're making on so many fights. No, no, no. But what's the purpose? The guy doesn't fight for them, never fought for them. If you fight, you always have a chance to win. I don't think he would win. If I had to put my money on, I would put my money on GSP. But if he lose, gonna make the UFC look bad. The guy, he was a welterweight, best welterweight of all times. Yeah. Now middleweight right. champion, and then he lost to a guy that wasn't from UFC. Right, but like so, I don't think it would be smart for UFC to to make the fight. Here, you gotta move the mic. Yes. Go for it. Just mute you real quick. There you go. I'll wait for you to finish tightening that up. You good? All right, there you go. You're back on. I don't think it's going to be smart for the UFC to make this, this fight. You always have a chance. Like, let's suppose he takes GSP down and give a hard punch, and that's it. But he finish on the I, ground. Yeah, that's the only way he can... From all, there's no the winners. Way. But that's the... Most probable way, if he wins, that's, that's how he's yeah. gonna win. But I mean, there's no winners. GSP wins, beats Ben Askren. Like people are gonna be like, okay, who's Ben Askren? He's never fought in the UFC. Yeah. GSP is like, okay, we we already know that he's good. Yeah. Ben Askren beats GSP. It's like, okay, you beat an old GSP who's this is a second fight in what four years. So it, there's no real win. And there's no like Ben Askren. He's really good. That's why he was one championship champion yeah. and why he was Bellator champion. But like recently, even Aok, Aok is a way smaller fighter than him. Yeah. Hey, Aok is always on the on descendant on yeah. his career. He's not yeah, uh, on his prime. That was a pointless fight. That was so, a pointless fight. Like, man, he's not been fighting world class competition. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's not been facing world class, he's destroying those guys. He should destroy those guys. Yeah. The skills he has, he's doing what he needs to do. Destroy it's almost, those it's guys. almost as bad as Gabby Garcia. Just not in a comical way. No, but Gabby, Gabby Garcia is not destroying those girls. Even what's even worse. I mean, she should kill those girls, not make a... Well, she's kicking 50-year-old grandmas yeah, in the face. The, but Ben Askren is fighting no world, not top... They're good competition, but not even close to his level, not even close yeah. to UFC level. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's not for me. I don't think it's fair to say like he's as good as he is because he never fought anyone. Which is it's not. He's his undefeated. Fault. He gonna say that he yeah. believes he's the best. He can believe that. He should believe <laughs> yeah, he's I believe the that. best. He should believe. Yeah. But I don't think that's the reality. I see. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's, I think that there's just certain things that. Unfortunately, for the way his career went, 
that there was never. I think a, he was very smart the way he handled his career. What you want? You want to, if you're a financial manager, what you want to do with the money? Oh, I want to get money. I want to get the most amount of money in the less risk possible. possible. But did he make that much That's, money at UFC? Ah, he. How much was he making a fight? I think he would make it around like three hundred thousand. Shut up! No, Ben Askren was not making three hundred thousand a fight in one FC. Shut up! Yes, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Of course, then of course, by all means, more power to you. And then yeah, you're undefeated. <laughs> he, I give him credit. Then that's. I don't think he's he's worth that much money though. But he's undefeated and he's fighting. Uh, it's doable. Look, if they gave. That's what he's much of pain. He, yeah, goes, exactly. he goes, he he do the less risk fight and he makes the most amount of money. Yeah. And it's good for him. It's good for him. It's good for the company. I think the company invests a lot on him. And they don't want him to lose also. So. Yeah. You know what I just thought about? I wanted to ask you. So did you hear what's been going on with uh, with John Jacques Machado? No. What's going on? Oh, you haven't seen anything? No, I haven't seen Oh, anything. man. I'm gonna I was busy I'm, training a lot. <laughs> what is that? What are you trying, trying to throw a dig in? No, no, no. Um... <laughs> I forget the name. So John Jockman, Hickson gave John Jockman Machado his coral and black belt. Mm. So, but it's like super early, I guess, by IBJJF standards. And I guess by everyone's standards, like age wise, like he needed like another five, six years or whatever it was before he could, he could get that belt. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a coach, a professor, a black belt down in Brazil. That said, like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, you need to work on your math. Like, you're off. You don't deserve that belt. And then John Jock got, like, upset. He's like, okay. Like, they were going back and forth. And then he said, okay, if you want to, like, if you don't think I deserve this belt, come take it off of me. Yeah. And then um, I'm, I'm sorry that I forget his name, but the guy is like, you can take your, your belt and shove it up your ass. He said, take your fake belt and shove it up your ass. I don't think it's John Jock's Marshall's fault. If somebody makes a fault, it's Rickson's fault. Yeah, but even then, like, I think even Hickson, like, supposedly got his belt, like, too early. So why the guy didn't say to Rickson? He did. No, he said that, too. He so said he that. Did. He's right. I don't think the guy's he's right, but he's complaining to the wrong person. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to look up his name. <laughs> you understand what I mean, right? No, uh, for sure. I mean. He's right, but he's complaining to the wrong person. It's like the guy give you, you know, if you train for 25 years, you're going to get a Porsche. And the, <laughs> the guy came, yo, I have a Porsche here, but it's only 20 years. You're going to say, oh, just come back in five. No. It's like rude to you to refuse a promotion. Even for Rickson, Jim Jack wasn't going to refuse. But would anybody actually refuse it? I don't think anybody but would refuse it. I, it's hard to everyone to refuse. So Roberto Atala. Oh, Roberto Atala. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, I don't know yeah, I know of him. I R don't know him. Rio Grappling him. Club? Yes. Here, I'll see if I can open this up. Uh, the article is a Jiu-Jitsu Times article. I'm going to give credit where credit is due on it. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, um, all right. So the article from Jiu-Jitsu Times is, uh, it just says, Roberto Atala is now pulling any punches with John Jock Machado. Yesterday in a Facebook post, Master John Jock told anyone who doubted the legitimacy of his red and black coral belt to come and get it. Atala responded in the comment section saying he didn't want John Jock's fake belt. Atala also issued a challenge to Master Machado telling him to come and shut his mouth. 
<laughs> and this is what he what he posted quote i never wanted your fucking fake belt you can stick up your butt or try to sell it whatever fancies your imagination corrupt snake oil salesman you don't want more words come shut my mouth then go learn maths and respect the sport that pays your bills and wait for due time cheater end quote like i said he's if he's following the math he's writing but i think he's complaining to the wrong person yeah i mean I think Rickson also got his one, his his early. early. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely got his early, but but why? It's kind of one of those things. It's like since they're so, they're obviously one of the main reasons why jujitsu has gotten so far yeah, in the world. And John Jacques Machado was the guys that pushed jujitsu in the U.S. Right. Where, where they was the first guys that pushed jujitsu here. Yeah. I think Rigo Machado was the first guy to to promote. Uh, American to a black belt. But do you think, like, just because of that I reasoning... I don't think that means you good should get your belt earlier. But he got but even, it, and even, then that's it. Even the age, Deal I mean, it. like, isn't it just kind of like IBJJF just kind of decided that's the age? Like, like man, I I don't... I'm not favor this age thing. I think for these belts, yes. But I, look, I had something happen for me once and I was annoyed... And I had the proof that I had enough time in the belt to change the belt. So once I was going to fight the, I I won the Rio Open, the mm -hmm. Rio International Open, because before I didn't have any Rio Open. Yeah. Uh, the, the open tournaments, didn't have none. So Brazilians didn't have enough money to to fight on the worlds because it's it was yeah it's too expensive. But now yeah. most of the guys can make it. At the time, it wasn't doable, so they put an uh, event, a BJJF, because the other confederation they, had, they always had wars yeah, in yeah. Brazil, so they make this real international warping to put replace the worlds in the Brazil calendar. So it was, it was a really important tournament. I won the purple belt, and then when when we scrapped myself on the brown belt, now they say you should have. A, at least one year, one and a half years on the purple belt to fight as a brown belt. So yeah. you have three years on the blue belt, one and a half at least on the purple belt, and one year on the brown belt before you can get to black belt. So when I inscribed myself, when I went there to fight, the email said, you can't fight because you don't have enough time on your purple belt. But why? Why do you? Th why is the reason for that? Though? And I said I do have enough time. Yeah. And said no, you don't. Owing our records here, you don't have it. No, but I do. Yeah. I fought for the tournaments, you know, the, like in the Rio Federation and in other federations. That prove that I have enough time. I have exactly. Yeah. One year, six months, because you guys. Yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, and then. I had to go there, show medals, show like all this messing up my head <laughs> right before I compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I give the guys and the guys, hey, but this I said, look at this, look at these news on the internet. Yeah. Look at this newspaper. And then he's like, oh, okay. Now, okay, you can compete now. That's so stupid. But and like, what's the point on that? If the professor see you have enough skill in less than one year, yeah. everyone has their own speed. Some guys learn really fast, some guys don't. Yeah. So. And some people get I've, to put in more time. I think it was Fred Sompaichon. I don't remember who it was, but one of those guys, they jumped to purple to black belt. Yeah. I think it was Fredson. 
and he won. He won worlds in purple. The next year he fought black, and he won also. I'm like, didn't he had skill? But yeah. if he was on these days now, he couldn't fight. Yeah. He should have been fighting some brawl. They fight some black. Well, that's what's going on with with Dane. Um, you know, Big Dane Baba. He got he got his blue belt, and then he got his purple belt like in a pretty short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if anyone deserves it, it's him because he puts in the work. And I was talking to him the other day. I'm like, how come you're not competing? It's like, well, IBJJF says I don't. I haven't had my purple belt long enough to sit there and have it. Like, I mean, what sense does that make? If you're if your instructor, if your professor. He sees the skill. And, it, and it's, I'll take like, let's put it this way. It's not an instructor that just gives belts away. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not one of those people that's, you know, he's not like one of those Hollywood stars where, like, you can tell they just kind of give him the belts for mm -hmm. no reason. Like, then they should be able to recognize, like, okay, yeah, your your coach said you you earned this belt. Like, go compete. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to make money. He's going to lose. Yeah. That's the worst that can happen. And then even worse, imagine if it's like, okay, let's say he just got his purple belt two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He goes into Pan Ams and smashes people. Then who does it look bad on? Does it look bad on him or does it look bad on the people that have been purple belts for four years? Does it make, for me, this doesn't make any sense. I think, okay, let's to get the degrees. And like, I have two degrees. I don't wear them. It's not that I'm ashamed of the degrees, but... So what? Yeah. I have I'm black belts for something. It's just time. It's just time. Yeah. It doesn't make you have more or less skill. Yeah. It just make you older. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> more time you have. It's, the a, it's belt, not like it, it's more not... older you are yeah. and then more stripes do you have. So what's the point in that? Yeah, it it's not like it designates like world championships or something. Yes. So like, I'm surprised no one does that where they get like stitches of like little like gold circles or something. Yeah, and, uh, I'll start yeah. that trend. <laughs> yeah. Give me you just give me an idea. <laughs> so did you see the, the blue belt, the Bellator guy, um, that won I think he got like third place. I forget his name, I'm gonna pull it up right now. So this guy competed at Pan Am's this past weekend. Um he's a Bellator fighter, undefeated. He's a three time NCAA Division one wrestling champion, mm -hmm. and he's fighting division one or he's fighting blue belt in Pan Ams. Yeah, yeah, it's a blue belt. Really? Because it doesn't have a belt system on wrestling. But, but by their rules, but everything's amateur. Right, but by their rules, you if you have a certain amount of time as in any grappling sport, you go with purple belts, right? Like you have to. They say technically it's like blue belt and above, but it's different when you're talking about. A three-time NCAA Division One champion, but I don't know how. I like. I think it's fine. I don't think it's you don't think. Good. So don't you think don't think that's sandbagging? No. Okay, so let me put it to you this way because this is the example that I was using. John Jones just started jujitsu. He's, He's got his white, white belt. belt. Yeah, and he goes to compete in IBJJF at white belt. That's fair to you? Yeah. He's a white belt in jujitsu, not in grappling. But he's gonna sit there and smash everybody. So what? So, I mean, come on. So, but if a judo black belt comes in, he has to no, come in judo, a brown belt. Judo, so if you have a judo, you start jujitsu as a purple belt. But so what's the difference? Because it has a belt system. So you just just because of the belt system? Yeah, for sure. So then why is it that they allow like judo black belts to compete? Because judo black has belt? a lot of similarity to jujitsu. Not mean, on the ground. I only oh, like on the ground waza they train waza yeah but it's ground like, jujitsu but it's not like they just have to that's why they're it. not black belt they're purple belts oh man see I'm gonna have to I'm 
I'm mad that you're not agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, to me, that's sandbagging, though. No, I, I, look, he he came in and he third. can be a, like that's that's how I said to many guys. Like I I only do for me if you want to do no gi, right? You don't need a belt, right? So because if okay. you have if I have a short and a short or a rush guard and a short, I don't need any belt to hold anything, right? Right? right, and the guy was like, "Oh, but I train with that guy, and that guy, it's a purple belt, and I beat him, so I have a purple belt level." So, oh yeah, we had that discussion before. No, because if I argue with uh, with a lawyer, and the lawyer is stupid and yeah. smart, and I won the argument, so well, he makes me a lawyer. No, yeah. doesn't make me a lawyer. He can be a good grappler. He can be a good grappler. But doesn't make it he has a belt on jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, grappling has elements of jiu-jitsu. Right. It has elements of other ground fighters also. Old ground martial arts also. But I don't think, I think it's fine. He's See. NEC Division One wrestling. He has wrestling. He has good takedowns and control. He can work for his bottle. He, he can do anything. All right. So, he's a blue belt. So, here's, here's where... I'm throwing this example at you. Okay. You said no, like it doesn't matter if John Jones, he's a white belt. Okay. So now you're a white belt student mm-hmm. who's only been doing jujitsu and grappling for four months mm-hmm. is competing. And John Jones goes to sign up in his division. The guy should be you're not going to complain anything. No. The guy should be honest that he's going to compete against John Jones. Oh, my God. There's no way. That's no way not. Why not? He's a white belt in jiu-jitsu. He's, he, he, he knows how to grappling. Jiu-jitsu is different than grappling. See, if a gi is different. He doesn't go there and UFC with a gi and grab the guy's gi, don't throw punch or elbow. He can. See, I don't agree. I don't believe you. I, believe, yeah, that's <laughs> I don't what, believe you. I'm being genuine. I don't, I don't believe you. I, I, don't think, I, I, don't. Do, I don't think for a second oh, that I'm you wouldn't give, say anything. I'm going to give an example. Oh, my students... Mm-hmm. Monaro mm-hmm. is one of the students. He helps Bruna teaching the kids' class. He's a, he's a trainer just like six months, seven yeah. months. No like, more. Seven months. A year. Is, is it, no, a year. the gym's not open for a year. A year. Yeah, it has. No, no. It's for not, sure. It doesn't have. No? Okay, keep going. He trains for like seven, eight months. Right. And he fought Bryce on the ADCC. At ADCC. And he lost. I didn't complain at all. Bryce is way more... He did the wrestling before. He does MMA. But, but they, both, they are both on the beginners. Yeah, well, that's by ADCC rules. No, but he, Bryce could be on the intermediate level. Yeah, but they had, well, he was like on the edge, I guess. On no, the edge, no, you can't. Yeah, I could complain, but I'm not going to complain. The guy, he doesn't do jujitsu for a long time. The right. main thing that is grappling is. So, I could even you, complain more. But did you. Because it's grappling. But I, I never But complained. did you think it was fair? I think it was fair. No. For sure I was. You can ask Monado, can ask Jay-Z. It's not problem. Mona, I give, I give Monado credit. He did, he did do pretty good for going up against Bryce. Bryce is pretty good. I like, But they're both, for grappling, they're both, even Bryce did grapple a little, uh, wrestling, uh, wrestle a little bit. I know his level is higher than Monado because he has more experience. Of course. But Monado did well and it's, it is what it is. They're yeah. both in the same division. There's nothing st- can do. I still don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't believe no, it. No, that's it. 
I I will I will still stick to to my upsetness. I still think because he he actually went up against uh, Felipe from Cyborg, and Felipe is is a monster. And I was kind of surprised at the fact that he could take Felipe down, but I didn't get to watch the whole match. I get to watch the whole weekend, but I didn't hear about anything crazy um, as far as what happened in Pan Am's. I got to sit down this weekend. I'll probably watch a bunch of the matches. And see, like I think he was fine. Blue belts, okay. Yeah, I still don't believe you. Yeah, I still that's don't it. I think blue belts, you guys at home can't believe in me. Just listen, <laughs> send the truth. Blue belts, good. If he won't, congrats to him. Very well done. Yeah, he got third. He got third. He got beat out by um, by a blue belt from see, AOJ. See, he wasn't sunbag. If you're sunbag, he should kill everyone. Yeah, and the, but it's and also. Get gold. It's also a beast blue belt from AOJ. No, that's why he's in a blue belt. World-class jiu-jitsu now. Everyone's professional. You know what, though? It's funny. That's why also I don't think it's on the bag at all. I was was watching some of the videos and some of the people that were competing that he competed against. I was really, really surprised what they were doing. Either he completely broke them down mentally, but, like, he took one guy down and the guy literally just sat there in turtle. And he stood up. He just like he mm-hmm. didn't do anything. He just jumped in the turtle and just stayed there. Like man, like you gotta you gotta reevaluate your game. Then if that's all you're gonna do, like you don't have jujitsu skills. Yeah, yet. he's a blue belt. <laughs> blue belt. That's why he's a blue yeah. belt. But I mean, even then, it's like man, there's white belts. Like they're gonna keep on scrambling. They're not just gonna sit there and lay in like turtle position and just hope that like the time runs out or something. But that's why he's a blue belt. To each his own, man. Whichever. So you got fight to win at the end of the month. Yes. Um, did they reach out to you, or how did that work out? Uh, Marcelo was going to Marcelo Cohen. Yeah. He was going to fight, and then he was like, "Hey, fight twins coming." I spoke to Seth. Uh, added him on Facebook and stuff. I added him and I fill up the form, and then they they reached out to me. Nice. So I, mean, I filled it out. I don't, I'd be kind of cool if they call me up and say, "Hey, yeah, fight." <laughs> we got to fight for you, but I don't think they take blue belts. So they first offer me a fight against Jake. Jake? Jake Kahara? Fihara? Oh, right, right, right. So I said, no, I'm not going to fight Jake. He <laughs> for me. We train, we do a pro training, uh-huh. a pro training, advancing grappling training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, like, if you reach out to me, if you always want to be part of the train, you guys can message me on Instagram or on Facebook. Are you just throwing it out there? You guys message me there. You guys can come here if I. Oh man, you just throwing out there? Yeah, just throw out there. It's coming train here on this session. You can message me and I will see. Oh man, you just want the the gym stormers to come in, huh? If they want to come, they they are welcome. You're gonna end up getting like that guy, like Hobson did, that big giant fat guy that said like, "Oh, I could beat up anybody." Just come. (laughs) <laughs> um, did you see the video That's that I posted sure. about the the two time world jujitsu champion? No. Did you see that? What, oh, which one? I gotta show you that one. This guy, I found out this guy that he calls himself a two time world jujitsu champion, and he has a an hapkido school. I'm oh, not. Oh, That's you have to watch this. Not true for sure. <laughs> oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. He calls himself a two time world jujitsu champion, but it's his own tournament that he put together it's a world of fame <laughs> yeah so he calls himself a two-time world jiu-jitsu champion and some of the stuff is crazy if you guys want to watch it it's up on uh, on the youtube channel for you um, jiu-jitsu radio i do like a whole breakdown of like some of his videos and it's just so bad oh man 
It's so bad. See, like he calls himself a black belt. He's gonna come in and roll with he you now. He can come. He can come. Oh, we it's so bad to come in. It's like you can like the, the thing is is like I get it that he wants to do something good for the community. Maybe like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be positive on the whole situation. But if you watch the video, he teaches these kids some of the worst bullshit. And then so update to that, I found more videos of his students, and they're super cocky. They were like sitting there and talking. All, they were like sitting outside on like some porch or something, talking all kinds of like shit about like how good and stuff they are. And it's like, come on, man! Like they're like you really. There's like ten year old white belt little girls that are gonna beat up oh, like yeah, everybody sure. if you keep on rolling with this guy. I gotta show you the video. I think you like you laugh your ass off and get frustrated. <laughs> so they they offered me Jake. I said no, I'm not gonna fight Jake. So. Few minutes later, he offered me this this visa black belt. Now I think yeah. Rick Simogli, I think he's from Miami. One sixty, no gi. Uh, Ten minutes to, to yeah. someone gets gets tapped. Now, how are the rules? Because I forget. I watched it a bunch of I times. I think he, you allowed everything like grappling, heel hooks, and whatever, yeah. and you also can slam. But is it points or is it just submission? I think he, if he's a draw, they, they're gonna count the points. Right. I like if that. If it's a draw, no. If it has no submission. Yeah. Well, if there's no submissions by the end. Man, we're burpee today. I don't know why. Yes. Hey, what's up with this? Like, I know you're not reading all these books here. No, we have a bet. You have a bet? Yes. Oh, Blake's about to lose the bet. No, he still, he still has Okay. It. So just to give everyone an idea, I'm looking at this, like, shelf next to their TV that has, like, seven or eight books here. They have The Art of War... Uh, the complete works of William Shakespeare, the Iliad and the Odyssey, just all these the whole Bible, yeah, literary classics. Oh man, yeah, I just noticed the Bible. That's a that's the thickest version of the Bible I've seen. Yes. So the the books are huge and heavy, and is a plastic shelf. So the shelf is like giving up. <laughs> yeah. And Blake said that he would give till April first to the shelf collapse. And I said, the shelf can hold for at least two more months. So if it's past what will pass over April 1st, he got to pay me 20 bucks. Okay, so wait. So the <laughs> bet is that if it breaks, the shelf breaks? Yeah. Oh, that shelf's not breaking. Yeah. <laughs> no, that shelf's... That unless someone sabotages it, yeah, like, the, the, I said no. No one can sabotage this. I'm yeah. not gonna take the books out when you go to work. Yeah, but make sure it don't sit in, on top of the no, shelf. No, that's that's as far as it's gonna go. It's not gonna bend anymore unless somebody pushes it. Yeah, I said no. I said there was like there's no way. I said no, gonna not not a month. It's it's bending more and more every day. Yeah, for sure. But uh, hopefully he's not sabotaging. Okay, I'm definitely gonna win. So what about if like one side just slips and it falls down, but the plastic doesn't break? Does that count? No, that doesn't count. Oh man, you might as well just give him the twenty bucks now, Blake. He, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not, like people are challenging for bets that I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, win. you're taking a lot of weird random like, bets lately. Like Danny said, he could do a split <coughs> in a month. Then he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna do a split. Thirty days, I'm gonna give a split." Said, "There's no way. You want a bet?" I said. Yeah. Man, I worked on it for like, like two years. Let's do it then. Say, okay, 100 bucks. I was like. So wait, how much longer does he have? So what's what happened? I said, it's February. So it has only 28 days. I'm going to give you two extra days. Okay. So March 2nd, 2nd. you got to pay him 100 bucks. So 
reach out to my second <laughs> Where's your splits? No, no. One week after we we shake our hands on the bed, he's like, you know, bro, I'm not going to be able to do the bed. So I cancel the bed. Like, no. You can't cancel the bed. doesn't work like that. That's you got to pay. Life, the, the. He's like, okay, okay, I'm going to keep trying. So, no way. I he got an extra week and he still didn't want to yeah. go. So, he went to my sexy. He's like, okay, okay. Give me one more month. <laughs> <laughs> and if I... If he, I do the split, you don't have to pay me anything. But if he, I don't do it, I pay you 200 Oh, man. I Did you take it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, Danny. You just lost out 200 bucks. But I did capoeira for like three and years then, and I couldn't do it. A few other people saw I was going to win. They yeah. got into the bed and then they said, <laughs> so like, I think you got to pay like 600 <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, so I'm guessing what he thought was he's going to win those bets yes. since he doesn't have to pay you. Or no, then he has, he'd have to pay. Yeah. No, Danny, you <laughs> just lost 600 bucks. <laughs> That's such a bad idea. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Man, no. I don't know what's wrong with him. But <laughs> That's a, I would have taken that bet, too, if I were you. Yeah, for sure. Easily. So, like, I want to get April, April so I can get 220. Man, why would you like 20 from Blake, 200 from Danny? Oh man, it's 220 bucks. And then you know, he's gonna be, he's like, Give me another week, give me another week, and I'll pay you 250. Okay, we keep going. No, it doesn't matter. What are you gonna do then? Like, all of a sudden, he pulls out like a split, just change. He's, gonna, he's trying to do a split, he's so far from doing the split. Yeah, I so far, so far. <laughs> I can stretch now, and I'm closer to him than doing splits. Yeah, but. Like, what kind of know. split are we talking about? Is he talking about, he like, a Van James Dime, Brown? Van, Van, Dime, Van Dime split. No. Yes. No, he did he, not. He said that. <laughs> Man, look, I I did Capoeira for, like, three or four years, and I tried so hard to get a split. Never happened. No, but... The, I even tried uh, the machine. Yeah, the, the gym. We, we have the machine. We have the machine at the gym. So, like, all the time I come to teach my class, he's at the machine. I was like, huh. Working on, I said, yeah, gotta come to splits, and oh. I said, <laughs> no way, dude, that's so bad for you if you do it wrong. Like, there's a whole science behind and it. And like, he has a cheerleader camp in the gym now yeah, sometimes, yeah. and then he asked instructor for the cheerleader. <laughs> the, she she gave you him all you if you do the these and these, I think you can pull out that, but it's gonna be hard. And then he's like, you think I can? Said if you do every day, yeah. like three to four times a day. But I think he he only does at that time. He doesn't do it anymore. Man, ballerinas like destroy their hips to do it, and that's like someone forcing them to do it, and it still takes like a year. It's and man, they like he's force an old it. man, old man trying to do a split. Hey, Danny, let me go ahead and introduce you to Novagenics. Uh, Novagenics is gonna be <laughs> your one stop shop for your oh, PRP yeah. shots. So you talk about Novagenics. Shout out to Novagenics. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. gonna need to go <laughs> Novagenics after you hurt if yourself. If you don't on know about bed. Novagenics, Alex, I think did a podcast for them. Yeah, yeah. Before you can take a look, they are clinic under Jupiter. They do PRP. It's a plasma reposition. Yeah. Uh, platelet rich plasma. Plate, yes. And uh, yeah, talk to to Tim Bruce or, or Andy Stock. They're yes. they're my people up there. I actually, gotta, I've been meaning to go up there. I did my blood work. I went there Friday. Yeah. Are you going Friday? I went there. Oh, Friday. did you? Oh, yeah. That's right. I saw the photo. 
Yeah, yeah no, Tim uh, Tim and Andy will, uh, will take uh, good care of you. Those guys are really good. I get to do mm-hmm. my blood work and stuff there. I think I'm going to have to go in and get a shot on my back. I messed up my back last year in that car accident. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's kind of like just added up. Like, I'm good. And then one day, like, like I was gone the whole weekend. I was up in, uh, in Disney and stuff the whole weekend and just standing. Mm-hmm. Man. My back is, like, killing me. And it's not like, oh, I've just been standing all day. It's like, it hurts, hurts. So I'm yeah. going to have to look into getting shots. And there, sure. the science for that is getting so far ahead, man. Yeah, it's it's it works 100%. Yeah. I, can, I can say my I had few injuries. I'm not going to say the places. <laughs> and I had few injuries that was really hard recovering. I did PRP many times. If counting all the shots, I did in different spots also. How many but shots have you gotten all together? All together. Many from Novagenics, but I did a lot in Singapore before, so more than 30. That's nuts, man. I gotta do that. I gotta try that out. There's like so much crazy stuff that they're doing now. Like, there's even um, studies where they're talking about getting a, um, I think it's PRP. They're getting like a PRP shot to like the brain. Oh, like, yeah? yeah, like I helps get people do that for, for hair loss. Well, they do it right for the hair loss. It's huge. Yeah. But no, they're talking about it like being a, a possible cure for, for Alzheimer's. And even talking about it possibly being a cure for uh, for um, uh, autism. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they said that they've gotten like really big uh, results on uh, kids with autism. Nice. Like, so I'm curious to see how the, how the science behind everything is going to work in the next couple of years. Now, let me ask you a question. With... When you guys train so much, I mean, two, maybe three times a day, and then you also mm-hmm. coach, what's your biggest key as far as making it through the week? <laughs> About besides perseverance and discipline? Yeah. <laughs> people all the time asking, what's I take after the train? Yeah. I say, a shower. That's the first thing yeah, I take. I take a shower. A joke. But I usually take a lot of vitamins mm-hmm. and supplements, dog hook us up if dimatized yeah which, which uh, great <laughs> shout out actually like, i've been trying to get doug to do the podcast to doug, uh, shout out to doug and to dimatized team man they are they, they sponsoring they, you no he can hook us up they, not, it's like hey, dimatized hit dimatize. your boy up i've been pushing yeah, you guys on, for dimatize. years you can get sponsor me for real seriously <laughs> But they give us a support, let's say. Like yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah no, they, they, he comes in with like these cases and stuff, yes. and I'll just hand them out. I kind of feel like I want to get greedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fighter. I'm like, I mean, I do love me some ISO 100. Yeah, like, that, I have a heavy box of that. That uh, stuff is the best. That, that, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's good. It, and no it helps, sugar. Yeah, helps the recovery. And like, I take BCA also. Yeah. And taking the, the protein, the case. Is that your phone? Oh, no, they're playing games with their side. So. I think if you supplement, like you, first of all, you you you, you can't shit. Yeah. If you shit food, you, your body won't recover. Yeah. If you want to have a like a athlete life, you you gotta pay the price yeah. for the athlete you life. Sacrifices. Sacrifices. Saying like you gotta eat clean. It's clean, clean food. There's yeah. no, no, no shitting. I shit here and there. Like I don't have a. My focus now is MMA. Yeah. I do jiu-jitsu because I love jiu-jitsu. I want to stay busy. I want to stay the competition, the competition ridden. Yeah. But like now, I sh- I'm I'm sh- I shit here and there. Like I eat something unhealthy. But mid of the week, during the week, I do, I do not shit at all. I yeah. try to eat as healthy as I can. Don't eat out. I eat at home. Yeah. I cook my own food. Are you a good cook? 
not as but as good <laughs> as Gilbert or Bruno, but I'm I'm. I don't Improving. know. I'm good. I don't think Gilbert's ever cooked for me. But Gilbert is better than Bruno. No, you lie. No, I'm not. Gilbert is a great cooker. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that explains the weight. Blake, Blake and Marshall, they love my food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Danny also. Well, maybe they like cooks. it because it means they don't have to cook. No, Marshall cooks good also, yeah. but it's different stuff. I cook health food. Yeah. Oh, hold up. But. Yeah. Gilbert cooks really good, really good. Uh, yeah, I can't say that I've ever had Gilbert cook for me. What's up with that, Gilbert? Hey, Alex also cook really good. After Gilbert's fight, you, yeah, I Alex, gotta make pizza again. Alex gotta make pizza. Such a such a good pizza. Yeah, well, that was what was supposed to happen after this fight. So what happened? You were there with him, right? I wasn't there. I was taking the. Oh, I was going here. to go up Friday only. Yeah. Because uh, Gilbert wasn't here, so I was taking his classes in my classes. <laughs> He sounds so happy. No, I remember he texted me. I was like super pissed off. Like I was, I was confused. He called me. Like I, I taught the 6 a.m. class and I was coming home. And then I got home. He called me. Hey, I've, they canceled the fight. I said, what? Yeah. Why they canceled? Like, it's I, I, it's hard. I'm not going to say anything bad about the athletic commission. Because I think they think they did something to protect Gilbert. But I think they, they gotta like. I think what they should have done. That's just my opinion. So guys from the athletic commission, they got mad <laughs> at me. Yeah. And I want to fight here, so yeah. don't hold any grudge. Yeah. But my opinion was they should call the Philadelphia athletic commission because yeah. it was the last fight that Gilbert did. Yeah. And they ask, hey, look, this guy came here, he arrived this much. How much he arrived there? Yeah. Did he had any problems making the weight? Did he look sick? He was fine all the way through, and then he, they say, "No, he arrived here." If the difference is like two pounds, three pounds, yeah. man, they should let him fight. And also, that was Tuesday. So let's suppose, okay, he can fight a lightweight. Why don't you do a catchweight? Yeah. Why don't you say, "Hey, look, you can fight a lightweight. You're gonna I- fight." Uh, 165 or 160 or yeah. 163 whatever but why cancel the fight i think i think such something, a waste. something weird was going on because what i saw was like you said number one they didn't take any consideration at all about his past fights mm-hmm. and the fact that he's never missed weight yeah never they, missed they weight. did not take any second to consider any of that stuff number one number two they I think that they were more in cahoots with like the UFC, where the UFC is like, hey, you know, like if you're not comfortable with it, let us know, and then we're not going to be comfortable with it mm-hmm. because there's the whole thing with the antitrust lawsuit that was like announced like a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. So like then they're going to be worried about people cutting weight. But the big thing that kind of set off like kind of like a red flag for me was the fact that no one made any announcement whatsoever or any attempt of clearing things up about what's going what happened with his opponent they didn't try to get somebody else for his opponent and again like you said it was a tuesday if they've called other people to cover for fights way less time than that mm-hmm. and never said who he's gonna fight yes so why didn't say olivier like who's he gonna fight i didn't see any announcement did you so like that's what throws off to me like okay so then we're just shining the light on Gilbert and throwing Gilbert under the bus, under the bus yeah. 
So like, what sense does that make? When, again, he's never missed weight. And I'm not knocking anybody else on the card, but there's other people that were on that card that have repeatedly missed weight. Yes. And there was nothing said about that. And, like, it's not that they have, look, you got to arrive here at these weights if you're fighting at 155. No. There was nothing. Yeah. And that's the other thing. So, like, (laughs) one thing that people don't realize, like, I noticed in person from like USADA like when I went to the UFC Sao Paulo and I I walked into which probably a meeting that I wasn't supposed to be in like and they were talking about the um the uh the whatchamacallit the um the sailing like bags and stuff like that like mm-hmm. using the water like rehydration or whatever they they didn't know they didn't really have any specifications they're just like oh well you can't have more than whatever 50 milliliters every six hours like, well, that's nothing, yeah. you know, like, but what about this and that? And they had no answers. And I feel it's kind of like the same thing going so on now. So the dock. They leave you in the dock yeah. and then you, suddenly you just can't fight. Like, they, they give you, like, no no information whatsoever about what these guys need to do, what do, the weight they can come in. Because if that's the case, I mean, yeah, just you, you could just come in 50 pounds overweight and yeah. then you're just going to cut weight. Yeah. Like, as you know, I could be 50 pounds overweight Friday and then if I come in Monday at like within that 15, 20, like, then that's not fair. And then even then, look at what happened with, with DC. Okay, well, then DC should have like, he should be having all kinds of problems yeah, with his sure. fight because he literally cheated. Mm-hmm. And it's Holds on video. And nobody did anything. Nothing. And nothing. So that's what makes no sense to me. It's like, okay, so either, you know, we had this conversation. I had it with Gilbert saying like, either you... You make it clear and you make it standard across the board to everybody Mm -hmm. or just leave me to myself and let me cut the fucking weight. Let me do what I need to do because he knows his body better than any commission is going to know. I'm actually looking at... Like, I was looking at... I I don't watch the Unbattled so much, the UFC Unbattled, because I think every, every organization, they say what they want you to see. Yeah. So... I tried to watch, like, Will Harris, he did a, a video of Andres fight yeah. now. It was the first step, it's true, they f- he followed that. So I watched his fight, and one of the, the Andres manager, he was talking, like, I think the best thing now to control weight cutting is what one FC is doing, one championship is yeah. doing. I don't agree for him. No. I don't think that's the thing to do. it. Like, they want you to go there, like... So for one championship, I was fighting there. So familiar with that. Yeah. I, every single class, like 155, that is featherweight. 170 is lightweight. So they changed the name of the weight class. Yeah. It's just one higher. And you got to get there, like, on the weight. So you got to be on the week, on the weight. And you got to be hydrated. So I saw that. They said this way nobody, nobody dehydrates. That's not true. And they just had dehydrate for a longer they time. They just dehydrate every day, and but they shit the dehydration system. On wrestling, a lot of wrestlers do that. Yeah, because wrestling does that. So if you I drink a lot of water thirty minutes before the weighing, because I know the time gonna be, and then I drink water, the water oh, that's for my pee will be clean, will yeah. be hydrated. Then I can go and dehydrate. Yeah. Then dehydrate, I'm dehydrated, but my pee is still hydrated. You're just waterlogging it. Yeah. yeah. You're waterlogging. So, 
everyone is dehydrating still. Yeah. So that thing makes no sense. Yeah. It's still But isn't it that like you guys had to be like within like ten percent of the weight or something like that for like the fight camp? Like yeah, for testing. the fight camp. But how they're gonna test? They all the way there in Singapore, and yeah. I'm here in America. Yeah. They're not gonna and send a guy here to check me. They never sent. They're gonna they're gonna have like a, a tough enough time like testing people for USADA, let alone testing people just for water. No, no, and they they and they don't have like drug tests. Yeah. But they have dehydration. Yeah. But see, drug doesn't kill people, but dehydrate yeah. kill people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you do it for like a week where you're doing that so to your like, kidneys and stuff like that. Uh, no, it's it's not good. It's still bad. I think they gotta like. I think they it's a good attempt, but the def- it's the wrong answer. It's the wrong answer for it. I think. Look, you one f- you want fighter one fifty five. You gotta arrive here at this weight, and that's it. If you don't arrive this, you're not gonna fight. Yeah. Uh, That's it. I, I, they will be clear for everyone, and I so think they should make more weights, more, more weight classes, weight classes a little bit. So like one fifty-five and one seventy is very. It's a very long gap. Yeah, it's, it's a, very a huge big gap. gap. So they should put a weight class between that, between those that weight. I, I don't think, know what name you could call. I don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, for them, like they see it's like, oh, well, then we're just gonna have you know all kinds of people trying to go for like three weight class championships and stuff. So I guess. So yeah, well, that's exactly like well, the the ranking system you have now really doesn't make it that much better. Yeah, you're like fucking it up even more. But I think if you did that, you open up. I think you open up the the divisions so much more. And you have a lot more championship yeah, fights. Sure. That's the big thing, which is even better because that means you can start having championship fights on like you know UFC on Fox or mm-hmm. just on Fight Pass or something like that. It loses some of its glamour. I guess I don't think it loses some glamour because I think the guy gonna be a champion still. Yeah. You can go to true champion weight class like and try to defend the belt. I mean, you know what it is. Oh, <laughs> well, you know what it is too is that. For sure, like in the contract itself, it probably means way more money for the fighters because there's gonna oh, be oh yeah more weight class and more yeah. they they need to pay the fighters and more chance more anyway because yeah. they're paying very bad yeah there's gonna be more chances of someone having to get paid for one fifty five and one sixty five like the like not UFC but many organizations on this industry take advantage of the fighters they like pay the fighters very very low and like okay like I. I'm a free agent now, so many people come and talk to me. Like I wasn't. What if CPA is good? Yeah. I can. They are a great organization. When I say this stuff, I'm not. People sometimes they interpret as a talking shit about the organization. I'm not talking shit about the organization. I'm just giving my opinion. I think they are good. They tried. They tried to change the system. Yeah. It's good dehydration, but I think it still can work if they adjust a little bit more. But. It's, it is what I think. They are a good organization. Like I said, I fought for them for a long time. A lot of friends there. And I wish them the best. I'm not yeah. with them anymore. So I'm a free agent now. A few guys hit me up. And then he's like, hey, you want to fight? I give you a purse. And then I give you a fight bonus with tickets. Man, you can get these tickets and put together with the guy's belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... Yeah. What what the hell? What do you think? I'm gonna. What do you want me work for free? Yeah. Selling tickets for you on the time I should be training and working. Yeah. I like 
they do that to me, I'm not gonna. They they say they know my answer. If they don't know, I'm saying my answer gonna be no. Don't yeah. offer a ticket to me because it's not gonna work. Yeah, that's what like, to me. The worst things has fighters that accepted that. Yeah, and that's why they keep doing. It makes a precedent. They, they just exactly. Yeah. Then I say no. Then the guy say oh yeah. I, okay, I do it. It's like, Man. oh, well, so-and-so took a fight, and yeah. he's got a better record than you. Why don't no, no, you do no, it? He like, doesn't have a better record. No, I'm saying, yeah. but that's what they'll say to people, yeah, but you know? I'm, I'm not going to buy that, sh- yeah. because that's, this makes no sense. The organization, if they put a good record with local fighters, they can sell the tickets. Yeah. The fighter will push the the students, or if he's a coach, or his friends, yeah. or his fans, to buy the tickets. That's the only thing he should push then. But don't he sell to get his own purse. No, dude, it's yeah. the organization. He's making money for sponsor. Sometimes they don't even, they get a deal of the casino and they don't pay this, the place, the space that they're using for. Yeah. And they get money from everywhere and they don't want to pay the fighters. You don't, sometimes you're not a big organization, but you still can pay the fighters. Yeah, you, can still, you can still pay the fighters. It's not amateur. If, if you're doing that to amateur fighters, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, well, you're doing the right thing that you should do with amateur fighters. They amateurs but for pro fighters yeah they're pro it's a name for that because they they're professional fighters they're professionals to train they can't stop their time to train to yeah. sell tickets that's a that's a tough part i mean and i see it from from both sides i know it as someone that does marketing and obviously working with a lot of you guys i think that there's there's a mindset that's wrong on both sides. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure, the promoter is just being a scumbag promoter. Like that's just the way that it is. And I can tell you guys from from doing it. I literally did this for 15 years. I put concerts all over the world. The promoter, no matter what industry, is gonna screw you over. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. They're gonna find ways to cut corners. They're gonna find ways of saying, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I said I was going to pay you this much, but I'm going to have to take this percentage away because I did the promoting for this or I paid for the flyers for this. I, I don't care. You got to pay the people for, for what you agreed to pay them. Mm-hmm. Now, as the fighters, I understand that it's no different than being an artist. You have your area of expertise is fighting. That's what you are best at. Obviously, some people are better at it than others. Unfortunately, the day and age that we're in now, you cannot just be a fighter. You have to be your fighter. You have to be your promoter. You have to be your own manager. You have to be able to call the shots and see things mm-hmm. 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Not everybody can do that. We all have our flaws and we all have mm-hmm. our, our benefits on stuff too. But as a fighter, guys got to understand, and I've said this before, and I honestly, I want to make just like a whole YouTube video just mm-hmm. laying down the steps for fighters. You are no different than a piece of food on the shelf at the grocery store. You have a limited amount of time of you of how long you can mm-hmm. be out there. There's a limited number of punches and kicks that you can take before you're no good to the promotion, to yourself, to your team, to your, your family. That's just the way it is. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's the way of, of the universe. So for the same reason how people same mistake people make that say like oh you know i don't bother working on my jujitsu and you get your ass kicked in jujitsu every time it's the same way with business i don't need to know about my business because i have a manager you have to fucking know it because if i sit you down you you would be good if i set you down in a meeting like let's say it's you and me and we're talking to a, a fight promoter or even a possible sponsor business 
you would be able to handle yourself for the most part unless yeah. it got into like super technical stuff most fighters aren't like that no, yeah. if i put you in a room in a boardroom first of all people are might not even be intimidated at the fact that you're a fighter they're just gonna look at you like a moron like okay we're just gonna sit there and, and dangle the keys in front of this dummy yes. offer him 2500 bucks for the next three months and he's gonna be our promotion tool no as fighters people can't do that as a business people can't do that so now fighters are still making the mistake of they call themselves a brand but they still don't understand what it takes What's to set that. To be a brand. Like they don't understand the mathematics behind it. They don't understand the value behind it. So when they get pissed off at people like Connor or you know even people like Luke, like Luke Rockhold knows what the hell he's fucking for doing. For sure, he should he's know. Making but money. everyone should know. Yeah. So yeah, he lost and he wanted to win for sure. But I don't see him that fucking upset when he's posting photos of him sleeping on some chick's big butt on yeah. like poolside, you know, or doing the like the polo commercials. He knows what he's doing business-wise. Sure. So fighters, I don't care if it's get a book, go sit down and do it. Like even when working with me, I've sat down with a bunch of guys, mm -hmm. sitting there and saying, like, "This is what you need to do. This is what you got to work on. Like Why this is what you got to understand." Yes, people are getting screwed over with the Reebok deal, but there's always a way to make money. Oh yeah, there's for sure. always a Luke way to fucking make, make money. money. Yeah, Come on, does make money. You, You're not a big name yet. If you keep it consistent with your work outside the cage that's where the money's at like and then you're gonna be marketable everyone yeah. can be marketable you gotta stick to your yeah. to your character and look at and it, yeah. your character you don't need to be a bad guy luke is not a bad yeah. guy outside it's, no he's he's actually one of the nicest people yeah, he's ever chill, he's fine and he sell his image yeah you don't have everyone wants to be con everyone's no you don't have to be it doesn't just have be to yourself. work to look at look at mighty mouse Nice. He's he makes money sitting there and just playing video games. He's got one of the biggest sponsorships. And as much as he might be complaining because he might not get as much money from the other sponsors that he had on Fight Night, he's still making money outside of the cage. Sure. And like uh, just just to bring back my case. And like the local promotions. Yeah. Like what usually if you're a local promotion, what you do? You got a guy with a good name to headline the cards, mm -hmm. then you put local fighters to yeah. sell tickets. Right? Yeah. I think the Florida promotions, I'm a free agent now. I have a good name. Yeah. I'm a local fighter. Yeah. They have a chewing one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's selling yourself, yeah. So, but they, they want to buy games so much. Yeah. For, for a couple couple thousand for a couple it's yeah. man not gonna be i'm not gonna fight yeah that's why i didn't fight in florida yet yeah. but i want to fight in florida yet so if you're yeah. florida promoter and listen to this yeah. you know what you gotta do you got, i'm gonna make the effort to fight but you're also gonna make yeah. the effort to give me what i want you get no you get what you pay for and that goes like both ways the i have like a, a great background in jiu-jitsu a lot of titles i fought in bigger promotions i fought very tough opponents who look at my records yeah Never fought any cane. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have no cane on my record. Fought for billions of people. Yeah. International. International fights. And yeah. if you put me to fight, you're going to get the coverage of US media, Asia media, and Brazil media. Yeah. No. For local promotion, you can't get better than that. Yeah. No, it's it's the way to go. I mean, that's that's one of those things where, you know, any small or local fight promotion is kind of like the dream to have a big name to come in and fight for them and it's you know they might have to pay a little bit more than what they're used to 
but they're going to get more out of it. For sure. And it might not be even more asses in the seats, but it might be more exposure on the exposure that you get through like media through like, Oh, well, so-and-so is fighting and he's fighting in this promotion. This promotion is based out of so-and-so like yeah. it, it, it comes out, you know, that's why like going to be a game changer for the promotion. Yeah. For, for me, I always tell people like the goal is to have 90% of your income coming in from 10% of your work. So for you guys, 90, 99% of your work is done in the gym. And that 1% is fight night. Mm -hmm. But that rest of the time that you consider that, like, that 10%, let's say you did 90% of work in the gym, that 10% outside of the gym is what's going to bring in 90% sure. of your income because that's where it comes from. Money isn't made fight night. Money is made leading up to fight night. And your long-term money is made after. So as much as you got to focus on what's going to happen fight night, it's what happens after. Because sure. that's when you can plan, you have plan A, plan B, plan Z. You know, it's like if I win, then I make this much money. And then I can get this much money from this promoter, which lets me make more money for this one. If I lose, well, I only make this much money. So I have to make sure that I can cover my costs by getting more sponsors and more of this so I can for do sure. stuff after. You know, it's, it's frustrating, but it's something that's super easy if you understand the way that the game is played and what you have to offer people. Look at Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson's sure. like, okay, he's a big, fat, slobby guy. Yeah, well, big, fat, slobby guy is making a bank and pushing sure. trucks or whatever the hell he's doing, you know? Look at Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell made a bunch of money just sitting there pushing a car battery. Okay, and now he's doing a TV show on YouTube with freaking, uh, uh, what's his face from Jackass, like Steve-O. Mm -hmm. so just need to put himself out there and yeah. save his image. So, the way he is. Yeah, it's it. making a another persona they still yeah. be themselves and that's what sells people wants to see them and you i mean being themselves you can see like the people that are really really bad at it like people like angela hill like she tries so hard to have some kind of persona where she comes in dressed up like kevin lee also like yeah i think that's genuine <laughs> i think i think kevin lee is somewhat genuine but i think he's pushing somewhat, it too but hard he's pushing too hard he's pushing too hard i think he's a nicer person than what he puts on and like it'd be better off for him to play up the the motown thing or his background instead of coming in and trying to be you know the a cocky like, like the, the American guy I'm not gonna say his name he got yeah. boomerang on the face you, yeah. you can't be like that <laughs> you can't be like that yeah. so you gotta be respect your everyone's chasing the same thing to yeah. be a champion you gotta respect this guy you don't yeah. want to get respect yeah what's the problem you can only I have like, like one Chael I've, Chael is good he was yeah. the best at trash talk for yeah. me Because he was funny. But Even you know the things he said about Anderson Silva, yeah. about Brazil, it was funny. It wasn't it was disrespectful towards Anderson Silva. But the way he said those things, yeah. it was in a funny way. Yeah. Everyone laughed. Even with the Vanderlei stuff, too. Even with too. the Vanderlei stuff, too. Yeah. But the way these guys are doing, I think they're way out of line. I think. And then you see the guy that got the, the boomerang. He's like way offline, like yeah. right on the bottom. Who was that? And was, then um, these make Connor looks okay, but no, it's not okay what he does. It was he goes out of line so much with he, the guy that got thrown the boomerang. I'm not going to say his name. I'm trying to remember his name. No, doesn't need to. Oh, we, we yeah, I know. I remember who it is. We don't need to remember <laughs> his name. I just remember it was Verdum. It was funny. Yes, it was funny. Um, no, but I think it's it's still kind of... 
I think a lot of the things it's um, the guys don't know what they're doing yeah. because they're not used to it. They're not used to being showmen. They're not they're used not... to putting on a performance like that. Yes, and it, it is something that like yeah. look at it this way. There's no way that Conor McGregor could exist at the same time that Chael Sonnen was. Yeah, for sure. Not. If they were together in the UFC the exact same time, Conor would not be where he's at. For sure, not. Chael has the lights. He has the power of talk. He talks better than, than... Right, but I'm saying like it would have been too much. There would have been too many people already doing to the doing same it. thing. Yeah, you need one yeah, bad guy. To push. Right, so it's just, it can't. So now the problem with the UFC is like so many people are trying to do that. Where it's kind of like, it's weird. And then it goes to the other extreme where people are trying to be super nice. Like, oh, you know, I'm not trying to call anybody out, but so-and-so, let's get a fight. Let's do this. Like, yeah. You got to call anyone out. Like, I I think I said this on the, on the, the podcast. So I said to you on person. Yeah. I definitely said this to you. Look, I give interviews and I talk about fights to YouTube channels to newspaper to news websites. Yeah. Not everyone gonna read that. Yeah. Few guys read. So I gotta. I try to say something constantly and meaningful. So if you see, if you read, oh, this guy said something nice. Yeah. That's my goal, because I want to uh, inspire people, change people's lives. Like martial arts yeah. changed my life. I want to change other people's life. I want yeah. to pass this message. I like the only moment that everyone is forced to hear what you have to say. He's on the fight, after your fight. Yeah. And then the guy comes to the mic. Hey, watch your fight. How, how, watch your performance there. Run out to the, to the finish or to whatever. That was the moment of the fight. You run him out. And they said, so what's next for you? And then the guy, oh, I want to uh, say thank you to my teammates yeah. and to my coach. And now I'm going to have a pizza. Yeah. That's the only time everyone is listening to you. You're gonna say that, yeah, or you're gonna say, Hey, I want to fight uh, whoever they put me, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have you shouldn't be thankful for your teammates, you should, you definitely should, yeah. but use the opportunity and to God and to everyone who wants to be yeah. thankful to. But man, that's the opportunity. I want to fight that guy, he's, I think, he's gonna be a good matchup. I want he will be the yeah. we are grappless or whatever like Camaro does that yeah a few guys does that and if you don't ask you're not gonna get it if yeah. you don't ask you're not gonna get it if yeah. you don't push to it you're not gonna get it well it comes down to it's like well if you don't care then why should I care exactly why should I care like you got clearly don't care what's next in your life yes. in your career it's like okay then let me give you the bomb that's like 20 spots below you yeah Like, do you want to fight up top and move up in life, or do you yeah, want to be nowhere? Want to be the, like the only time where I think it's something like where you can get the attention without calling somebody out was uh, the Australian dude. Um, I forget his name, but afterwards they asked him. He's like, "I'd like to ride my motorcycle fast, get drunk, and go have sex with my wife." Kind of thing. It was freaking hilarious. But he got attention for that mm -hmm. because now, now that's his persona. That's his image that people see. It's like, oh, he's the party guy that likes to have mm -hmm. fun and this and that. He's not the mean guy. Or he's not the super nice guy, like, smiling Sam Alvey kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know? So, it's... It, you have, it really is. Like, you have an opportunity to say something and change your whole life. 
the, the, and then ha- and like and you're people just gonna are throw forced to hear that they only won't hear that if they mute the television yeah. of the that's gonna be guaranteed <laughs> it's the first thing that anybody writes about the next day when they're talking about the fight yes. like so and so decided to call out blah 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 which would put him in a great position for blah. that's mm-hmm. the first thing that they talk for about sure. it's like who did he call out or what did he say post fight and then it's gonna be like oh well he said he'd take whoever the UFC or whoever so and so gives him next like no man Call out your fight. For sure. Take, Call out literally your fight. Take, take, take the opportunity to, yeah. to, to, guide to navigate your own, your own life. Look at look at just like that. If you want to trace everything back, look at how Connor did it with Connor Jose did Aldo. That all time. He did it with Jose Aldo. He wanted Jose Aldo and he did everything possible to get that fight. And it played out that way. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get Jose Aldo, it things Jim wouldn't have played out. was the same thing. Yeah. And he got Anderson Silva with what? Twice, three times? Yeah. And he's still talking trash about him. He was talking trash about him the other day. For sure he's going to keep doing it. Yeah. So it's, you know, whatever. I I think it's that's one of those things that irks me. You don't need to be a bad guy to do that. Doesn't doesn't mean a disrespect I want to fight that guy. You have to be smart. No. It's an honor to fight that guy. Yeah. Why is it disrespectful to call the guy out? Yeah. I'm not throwing nothing water on his on his beard. Look no, at look I'm at what's happening with fighting. Kamaru. That's life. No, 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 nobody wants to fight Kamaru. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Look at what's going on with Kamaru. Kamaru will sit there and call people flat and out. call the guy that got boomerang in the face. Yeah. But this guy doesn't want to fight Kamaru because he know he's gonna get his ass bit, and then he just runs from Kamaru. So, but now like Kamaru has like no fight really, and he's still getting everybody's attention. Sure. Because of that, he's like, "Oh, I'm calling people out. I'm sitting there and asking for a fight, but now I'm not getting it." He's so tough, right? Well, yeah. He doesn't. So, but and you get other people like you know, you you just don't know. And look at it. If I sat there and asked you about half the other people in the UFC, like, "Oh, who are they going to fight next?" If You're not the gonna fight, know. Dana White said the fights are well to wait for the belts is Dos Anjos versus Tyron Woodley. He said that. Yeah. Many, it was a man that said three times, yeah. three or two times. Man, so why are you not fighting Kamaru's, man? Yeah. I don't know, man. When you no. get the championship, you're not going to wait. Yeah. You can't choose your your your, yeah. your fights. You're going to fight whoever is the, is the number one challenger. So yeah. well, if you I want mean, to be the champion, you're going to fight whoever's on yeah. your way. Again, it comes down to like being smart. Look at like Ben Askren, like you we can, were talking you can, about. You can be smart and choose a possible easier pass for your style of fighting but has a time you can't be smart anymore you gotta fight who's there especially when the rankings don't mean anything anymore especially like when you don't have like any clear-cut way then you have to make your Mm -hmm. own it's like okay well you know maybe so-and-so is like a tough person that's ranked below me but if i beat him that takes away like a big danger that i have in Mm -hmm. the future and it's a possible like money fight. Okay, that's one thing. Like if the you know if you're money rank- fights are attention fights. Right? Yeah, well I mean like if you're like let's say you're ranked number five, the next four people are just fighting each other. They're not gonna fight you. That means you're gonna have to fight someone below you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you pick a fight that would be they interesting. Keep busy also, yeah, yeah. interesting. You pick a fight that's interesting. Okay, so you pick the interesting fight. You beat them. So now you automatically jumped up from five to two. Mm-hmm. You know, three maybe. So you're still jumping up forward. It's you just got to be like tactical about it. But we'll see. I think you got to wrap things up. 
It's uh five twenty. I know you okay, got. Okay, I gotta train soon. I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna. I want to fight the contender series. They announced today gonna be in August. The Brazil contender oh, yeah? series nice. gonna be August in Las Vegas. I did see someone like someone that got listed on there that's gonna be fighting. No, they, they didn't announce anything. Yet. No, they no somebody somebody like I forget who it was. I read it. This morning. Mm. No, Minotaur are gonna be there, but they didn't announce who's fighting yet. Uh, I know I read it somewhere. I'll show you. I'll find it. Okay. I'll show you. So I want to fight on that. I think I want to fight twice before. I want to keep it beast this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last two years I was like too much. You had to like take care of your own business. Yeah, but now I want to be busy and let's see what the future is gonna bring to me. But yeah, hope that's it. I think we're gonna wrap it up, right? Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Um once again, if people want to follow you, what's the best way to, to get the a hold of you? The best way to follow me, I have every single social media, most of the, yeah. the, the popular social media, not every single one, so much. I have Instagram, Haber Burns, um, Facebook is Haber the Blaze Burns, Twitter it's Haber Burns MMA, and YouTube it's Herbert Burns. And I want to shout out also to my partners and sponsor, Novagenics. Shout to out to Novagenics. Combat Club and to Palm Beach Express. What about uh, to your two hundred and twenty dollars? Shout out to shout out to Daniel, <laughs> shout out to Danny, to <laughs> Blake. Oh man! So yeah, no big thanks to your sponsors and especially big thanks to Novagenics. Hopefully, I can get Tim and Andy back on here. So follow Herbert. Uh, be sure to send him messages and follow him as he's yes. leading up to too big. Uh, grappling matches. If, if, sorry to cut you off. If you are around, like Fight to Win Pro 68 is right there and follow the day. It's close to us. The you War can Memorial. Go, you can go on my Instagram or my Facebook page. The link is right there to get the tickets at cagetix.com. You choose the event, Fight to Win Pro 68. Choose me as your favorite fighter. Select your tickets. You can get a VIP tickets for like sixty dollars. That's nothing. That's nothing. You, if you get a group of ten, sixty hundred, sixty six hundred, yeah, yeah. you you get a VIP table. All your you and your friends. I might as well. That's nothing. You just get all your friends to yeah to, to get cheap it. In. Yeah, yeah you'll be it. good. You'll be great. Yeah, make Front sure. Front row spots. Yeah, for the win. Make sure you guys might see me too taking photos. I'm for trying to sure. get in for the photos for that. So yeah, guys, go and follow Herbert. Make sure you pick up your tickets um, through Herbert's link and go support him. Show your support. Uh, everyone at Combat Club should definitely be doing that. Yes. And anybody that wants to check out the fight, it's also going to be uh, on Flow Grappling. Flow right? Grappling and uh, people um, from Hard Knocks also three six five gonna support me. Also. Yeah, everybody come out. It should be a good night of fights. I'll be there for sure. So keep on the lookout for me. I'll be the most important person in the building. No. After me, yes. <laughs> After ever. <laughs> so follow him. Go support him. Get your tickets. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you again to my good friend Herbert Burns for taking the time out and being a part of the podcast and also supporting the podcast as much as he does. I know he's a busy guy. And uh, for him to take out the time out of his schedule to sit down with me and, and shoot the shit is always a fun time. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, I have a good friend who's also a black belt that I can sit there and say the dumbest stuff and, and talk to him um, as a friend and not just as a higher ranking uh, practitioner of the sport. It really kind of frees me up to be able to talk to him. 
uh, without any fear of saying something that might be stepping my bounds or being offensive to to a higher belt and i feel that's something that is is difficult to achieve nowadays some people are sometimes maybe too laid back on their role as coaches other people are too strict so to be able to to kind of approach it as uh you know someone who clearly has more knowledge on the subject than i do but without any kind of uh, restrictive uh, approach to the conversation. So thanks again to Herbert. Please be sure to follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Check him out. Support him. Get your tickets for the upcoming match at Fight to Win Pro. Like he said, just go to his Instagram. There'll be a link directly there for you to pick up your tickets before it sells out because it will sell out. Once again, please check out mycosmicjourney.com. Like I said, I have some things coming up in the works that uh, is going to give you guys something cool and really beneficial for your training, as well as you guys being able to check out a lot of my behind-the-scenes photos, things that I don't get to really post too, mo- uh, too often or too much of uh, on Instagram if you follow my Sonder Marketing page for all the fighters and things like that that are going on. Please check out the sponsors. Chocaloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio to get 20% off. And Jujitsu Soap Company. The promo code there is JJ Radio, and you'll get 10% off. They're super supportive of the podcast. And anytime you guys support my sponsors, the more the sponsors support me, and the more you're supporting me as well. Like I said, I don't make any money off of this podcast. I don't make any money off of the sponsors. They hook me up and they help spread the word on my podcast and that I couldn't ask for anything more than that. So please take the time to support the businesses that actually support the positive influence and growth of the sport. With that being said, thank you all very much. Take the time to hit the like button, subscribe wherever you're listening to and share with your friends whether you think they're going to like it or not. I'm always up to hear people's opinions, even though sometimes they stink, you know, the old saying. But please, if you can, share it. If not, I appreciate you tuning in to the podcast anyway. I hope everyone has a good rest of the day, weekend, or whatever time that you're listening to this. I'll catch you on the next one.